I must admit, I didn't think much of this show the first time I laid eyes on it. Seemed like a bunch of stiffs wasting nice the microphones. The of all time happened back in 1803. Go ahead. Napoleon Bonaparte traded the Louisiana Purchase for $3 million. Napoleon, what happened? <laughs> Half the country for $3 million. You can't even get Tucker Barnhart for $3 million. And I came to realize... These guys are funny. And Justin Fields have identical stats the last five weeks about throwing the football. This guy, okay, and folks, are is some a fidget of the best spare. gamblers I've come to know. If you're betting on USC and or TCU, let it be known, you are a square. TCU is going to hammer this team tomorrow night. Now, I hate to hear that. Tomorrow when we afternoon. come back in here on Monday, you're going to be happy as a lark because USC lost, but you're going to be wrong about TCU. Get ready for the most useless hour of your day. It's time for Boxed Lunch, presented by Betfred Sportsbook. Now, Casey, run that track. This is Box Lunch presented by Betfred Sportsbook. I'm the ha- the host that you hate the most. It's Reed Mouse. Join along here with Paul Fritschner and Casey McAllister. Guys, how was Casey? You were a single man this weekend. How are you alone at the home? Uh, you know, it was good. I just, uh, you know, we did the Miami games, and I, um, after work, I just went home and, you know, just. Ordered some some pizza and some. Uh, some what type food. of pizza? The bachelor, the bachelor's dinner. Domino's. Domino's. I like I'm, Domino's. A, I'm a Domino's guy. I like Domino's. But uh, yeah, and then I just binge watched The Mandalorian. I hadn't watched season three yet, and I finished it in two days or however long that was over the weekend. So. AJ Worse asked if you ordered some strippers. I did not. Mm-hmm. Did not do. That's a good call. Strippers. That's a good call. That's a bad look if. The white, the fiance leaves for the weekend, and you just go hog wild. So, I appreciate the restraint. All right, we're going to talk about the NFL draft. More importantly, the Cincinnati Bengals. You guys touched on it on off the bench, but look at the big brain on the Bengals. Once again, they draft for years in advance, and they draft players, not needs. And that's that's been the mo in the Zach Taylor era, is that they go after. The players that'll have the most effect on the field and not necessarily the positions where they see the biggest deficit. They took Miles Murphy, DJ Turner, Jordan Battle, all defensive guys for the first three rounds. Then Charlie Jones, Chase Brown. I'm not even going to try to pronounce the wide receiver from Princeton's name. And then finally get a punter. I don't know if you guys remember how bad our punting situation was last year, but that was a huge need. And then DJ Ivy, because, you know, King Lou Anarumo couldn't avoid just getting one more toy to play with in that secondary. What I love most about what the Bengals did is that they stayed true to the plan, guys. They have laid out what this team is going to be in the future. And that is a team where the offense has guys that are irreplaceable. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, 
T. Higgins, and now Orlando Brown, to where you lock them up long-term, you're going to give them a lot of money. This is a salary cap league. So, where is going to be the deficit of money? And they're saying, listen, we're just going to continue to draft guys on the defensive side. We're going to put all of the money on the offense. And here on the defense, we're going to get young talent. And that's what the Bengals have been good at. It is discovering young talent on the defensive side and having them play in the system. And I absolutely adore it. And what's most impressive is that they get the positions that matter the most. Right? Pass rushing, cornerback. And yeah, in the third round, they took a safety, but they just lost their two safeties. This is a team that is looking, that has a clear plan. It's no longer what you're seeing around other teams in the NFL where they're just drafting each year like, oh, what are we going to do this year? What do we, we have a hole at tackle, let's go get a tackle. We have a hole at wide receiver, let's go get a wide receiver. No, the Bengals have a blueprint, a five-year plan, if you want to call it that. They're going to lock up Joe Burrow. They're going to lock up Jamar Chase. I personally think, I know I'm in the minority here, but I think they're going to lock up T. Higgins. They've already got Orlando Brown. So the defense, we're going to see some turnover. But this is what good teams are. This is what good teams do. They have turnover. They discover talent. And they build a winning culture. The winning culture was the first thing that Zach Taylor did. You know, you heard about all of these players that wanted to play for Zach Taylor. Then they got the talent. Now they're winning. Case, as our resident draft expert, even though really it's just me and Paul. Me and Paul are the guys. We get in the lab, as Paul likes to say. But, Case, yep. in short, what did you like most about what the Bengals did with their overall draft class? Um, I would say that they went BPA, if you ask me. I mean, they, they right. stuck to their guns, and they did exactly what they did last year, and we'll see the hopefully the fruits of those labors this year with Dax Hill, but I mean, I think uh, what I like about it the most is that it has a lot of potential to be really great and an underrated sort of great. Like, Miles Murphy was touted as a, a top five prospect not too long ago. Sure. Jordan Battle could have been the best safety in this class. DJ Turner, he's the fastest corner in this draft class. I mean, there's a lot to like about this team. There's a lot to like about the depth that we just got. There's a lot to like about the special teams. Yeah, additions, getting, right? Yeah, all getting sorted out. Now there's not a lot of question marks on special teams. So I'm, I'm enjoying this draft. It might not be the best draft that they've ever had, but I think it is very average to above average is what I would call it. B to B plus. Okay, so you're giving out grades. Yeah. I'm going to ask you each, very quickly, I'm going to go through each round of the Bengals and their pick, and I want you to give me a grade and a short synopsis on why you give them this grade on each player. All right? Okay. Miles Murphy, defensive end, Clemson. You want me to go first? Yeah, you go first, Casey. Well, we, know, we, we saved the expert for life. Yeah, yeah. B+. Plus. A lot of potential there. I think day one he comes in and has an impact. And um, 
there's a lot of potential there for him to, to, to boom, right? I think it's the safest – it was your safest option in terms of the, the, the floor, and he was also your highest ceiling. So Paul, I, like, I like the pick a lot. I'm going A-minus. If you heard me for two or three weeks, I kept saying I want somebody that's going to get to the quarterback – and they at least drafted that position. I'm not going to give him an A just because I don't – got to see how he plays right. as an actual player. But position-wise, what they were going after, I'm going to give him an A-. minus. I'm right there with you on Paul. I think uh, pass rusher was a much-needed position. And like I've said multiple times on the show, like I've said for the past week, like I've said for the past months, the Bengals draft in advance. And it seems like Sam Hubbard's not going to get a third contract. So you're drafting for the future, as well as adding some depth on the team this year. So he minus fits for me. DJ Turner, cornerback, man of Michigan. Casey? I'm going to give this one a B-plus as well. I think it adds depth, and it provides you with an option for the future when Wouzier's contract is up that you don't have to force to pay him. And I think that the connection there with Dax Hill, you're, you're getting guys that know each other well. Um, he's also really fast, and he's a guy that can potentially be a lockdown corner, um, one of the better man-to-man corners, press-man corners in the, in the, the draft. So I, I'll give it another B+. Plus. Paul? Yeah, um, I'm, uh, it took me a while to adjust to realizing that they didn't need a tight end. So you wanted, you wanted, a, you wanted, I wanted a tight end there. Burrow. But then by that point – Weren't, Laporta was gone by that point. Who, who, Musgrave, Musgrave was gone. There Darnell weren't, any tight, was there the weren't any tight ends there really by that point. So I was going to give him a B, but I'll upgrade to a B plus. Stamp. Nice. I like it because I think cornerback's the fourth most important position on the field. And I think depth there is wildly important, especially with Awuzier coming back from injury. And it doesn't seem like we're going to Eli Apple back, right? Eli Apple's gone. Yeah, I think Eli's gone. Yeah, Eli's gone. Um, Cam Taylor-Britt was outstanding as a rookie last year. So a little more depth there at cornerback. Once again, drafting for the future, B+. Um, all right, let's go a little quicker through the, the final, the, the, the third through seventh round. Jordan Battle, safety, Alabama. B+. Plus. B+. Plus. B+. Plus. Let's see, this was, this was actually a need, right? Lose Jesse Bates the third, lose Von Bell. This with Dax Hill, Nick Scott was actually a need. Use it in the third round. You don't waste the, the, the high picks in the first round at it. But you sure up a need in Jordan Battle. B plus. Charlie Jones, wide receiver and return man. B plus. Let's go A minus here. Seems like a gamer. Nut cutter. Did we get into figuring out what a nut cutter was? Well, I tried. I tried to I tried to open up that vault. He We didn't really get anywhere. We he, sort of like cracked the door and then that was it. He actually just said, "You know what it. You know what it is." So He yeah, he sort of just told me I know what it is and I mean, I do know what it is, but I was waiting on him to explain it to me. Chat, this is where I'm going to ask you guys to bring up nut cutter for the time being. You know how we we kind of Got into leader of men. I think Nutcutter needs to be the next leader of men. So we're talking about a gamer. If he, if he ever says, the, if Tom on off the bench ever says the term gamer, he's a gamer. I want at least a couple of the people in the chat to fire in Nutcutter. Because that's too good not to use. Charlie Jones, Nutcutter. Chase Brown running back. B. 
Bah. Not tank. Not tank. So bah. D. D. Ooh. I'm giving it an A plus because we didn't draft a running back in the first two rounds. That's all I wanted. <laughs> it's an A plus. We did great. He's gonna be fine. Seriously, we're gonna be fine at running back. I mean, I, we're gonna be fine. Chase Brown's fine. All right, um, Casey, you want to help me with the pronunciation of the Princeton wide receiver? You were right, Casey. Yo Yoshivas. Yeah, Yoshivas. Yeah, you were right. All right. Any any does this move the needle in any grade? Yoshivas. Yoshivas. I, I actually really like the pick, so I'm going to give it an A- minus for for what it's worth. I haven't given out a lot of A- in this draft, but A- minus for me. A- minus. Case, Casey's a tough grader. Are you grading on a 10-point scale or an 8-point scale, Case? A 10-point scale? Okay. Me, me and Paul had 8-point scales. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Just gotcha. Yeah. Big leagues. What did you give him? <laughs> an A-. minus. He's an athlete. Wasn't his RAS score pretty high? Yeah, it's like a 9.96. All right, A-plus for me then. <laughs> Paul is famously known for caring about a RAS score. That is – Just like the Indianapolis Colts, that's all I care about. Yeah, they just they just drafted athletes. Legitimately, all of their, their – if you look at the RAS sheet from all their players, every one of them – actually, no, wait, hold on. I got to – I got to – I have an uh, – hold on. Make your make – your, keep going. All right. Brad Robbins, punter from Michigan. I I gotta give a, a, an A minus on this one too. Yes, I yes, love it. I love it. It wasn't what people wanted or expected because I think there was some of the like highly touted guys that could really boom the ball that were still on the board. But for what it's worth, the dude can directional punt. He can. He's got a lot of hang time, and he didn't give up a touchback all season long 43 punts no touchbacks that's what i'm talking about i love that okay so i have an amendment jordan battle d d minus minus 5.9 on the raz score oh no oh no bust (laughs) (laughs) brad robbins he didn't even take it which means it could be good or bad it's up to your interpretation (laughs) i'll give him a c because i don't know which way to decide DJ Man. Ivy had a good had a good RAS score. He's he's quick, isn't he? I think so. I yeah, think he's quick. What about Lou? Get himself one more toy, one more toy at that toy. final pick. King Lou, he's just always up to something. Getting some depth, a little depth. All right, so DJ Ivy grades. He's in the yellow on the RAS. I gotta go C plus. Seven point eight seven. That's not good, Casey. Not I'm not a fan. But of it's it not either. the five point nine from Jordan Battle. Can can we? So the RAS score, Casey. First, I'll give you a grade. Then I'll give I'll give this shtick. Uh, I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a C plus. C plus. It's okay. really hard to get anything higher than that. So the RAS score is just your measurements, right? Like it is your like it is your actual measurements, and Relative then it is your athletic score, and then is your forty speed. Do they still do the shuttle drill? Yep. Do they do bench press? Like all yep. that stuff, yep. and then they they grade you based on the history of the position, right? Right. It's not over. Yeah, it's not overall. It's just against your position. All right. We've got to put together a broadcaster combine and get our own RAS scores. Yes. No doubt. 100%. The media RAS score. And see where we grade. See if we draft ourselves. Do you think we could do that with the entirety of Cincinnati media? Just just get on out on a high school football field. Let's get Jay. Let's get Daner. Let's get Skinner. We'll get Broering. 
say bound, but he's not. We need Tom. Well, Tom, that's a given. Right. We need Pike. Tony, Tony Pike. Tony Pike, throw, the, throw some balls. That's going to hurt the That's going to hurt. That's going to throw the curve <laughs> That's going to throw off. the curve way, way off. off on the RAS score. Way off. I like how we fare. Are we nut cutters? How'd you do in the adult baseball league yesterday? Oh, man. Paul. Oh, no. All right, guys. For if you guys don't know, I'm going to go on this quick tangent real quick. I play adult league baseball because I can't give it up. I love the game way more than it loves me. I Our opener was yesterday. I'm finally old enough to get the arm a chance. I'm old enough to pitch. I turn 27 next week. So you have to be 27 to throw in the league. We're playing the second best team in the league. It's 1-1 in the eighth inning. They go. They get the guy out of the bullpen. They, they want the righty. They pull me out. It's 1-1. One one. I give up two runs in the top of the eighth inning. Oh, oh no. We go to the bottom. We score three runs. Take the lead. So now they're giving me a chance. Three outs, and we beat the second best team in the league. I give up four runs in the uh, top of the ninth. They left you in? Oh, yeah. Well, the, the pitching depth on these adult teams, is it? It's not great. It's not great. Uh, you, know who, you know who I played against, actually? That, that, um, he's, he's on the news. Adam Clements. Oh, really? Yeah. He, <laughs> he, he intentionally walked me, so that was, that was interesting. I went 0 for 3, too. So it was bad. It was really bad. 0 for 3, and you gave up 7 runs? 6 runs? Gave up 6 unearned runs. All unearned. Oh, all unearned? Yeah. I struck out a guy looking, and the catcher missed it. So they called it a strike, and it went to the backstop. <laughs> Fun stuff in the Cincinnati Adult Baseball League. But, hey, that's what we got Wednesday for. Got to get this guy ready. I hope Shatterbox Health Insurance covers Tommy John surgery, because I might be close. <laughs> I might be close. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on. Didn't you just start the season? How can you be close? I, it hurts. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> thrown it in a decade. It, 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 it's a little sore. I'm using muscles that I've never used before, like my scat muscles, my legs. Or, they're all just sore right now. They're all sore. But we'll be okay. We'll be okay. That's what Wednesday's for. We got the Braves on Wednesday. We'll be back. Does that say I won Employee of the Month? Yeah, congratulations. Wow. For, for the month of April. Wow. Congratulations, Paul. Wow. That's Paul. This was voted on by the chat. Okay. They thought that you did a great job. Okay. So BLP. BLP <laughs> wins Shatterbox Employee of the Month. Wow. Huge. I'm you, honored. You'll get you'll get your prize after after the show. Perfect. Yeah. Sonic? Sonic. <laughs> Sonic. Love it. Big League Paul. Wow. Huge. Fire him up. All right, Bengals. All right. Back to the Bengals, something that our number one in the chat power rankings is very passionate about. And I love it whenever Henry gets on this. When the question is posed, are the Bengals worse than they were when they played their last game in the AFC Championship? What are we talking about? Are they worse? Are they worse? What are the four most important positions in football? Quarterback, tackle, pass rush, cornerback. And then I'll say the fifth one is maybe a pass catcher. And then he can fill him in after that. The Bengals are better today at each of those positions. The, most, the five most important positions on the field than they were at the AFC Championship game. I mean, can you say they're better at quarterback? It doesn't matter. It's Joe Burrow. Orlando Brown certainly makes the offensive line better. 
And depending on what happens with those contracts, there's going to be a little more depth there too. Miles Murphy, our first round pick to help the pass rush. Better there. We got a Wouzier back. And we draft a guy in the second round. And our last pick's a cornerback. Better there. As long as those guys pan out halfway. Lose Eli Apple. So when the question is posed, are the Bengals or worse? What are we talking about? Oh, the people that have been left? The people that left? Hayden Hurst. Samaj P. Ryan. Jesse Bates and Von Bell. All great players. All instrumental to the success over the past year for Hayden Hurst and past few years for the other three. But these positions are all auxiliary positions, guys. It's not one of the four most important spots. It is safety. It is tight end, who the Bengals have shown throughout the Zach Taylor era to not put a whole lot of weight in. And then it's running back. And if you watch this show, I'm not going to waste my breath because it's tired at this point, my take on running backs. So let's, let's go how the Bengals have addressed those losses. All right? Hayden Hurst. We go get Irv Smith. Would I surprise you if I told you that Hayden Hurst had less receiving yards than C.J. Uzama a season ago? Would I surprise you if I told you Hayden Hurst scored less than C.J. Uzama two touchdowns to five a season ago? And Irv Smith is going to come in and play a similar role to Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst was a great ball player. He actually had some fantastic games. But we're talking about, in terms of pass catcher, we're talking about the fourth option on the field. Not the first, not the second, not the third, the fourth option for Joe Burrow. It is not overly important. And yeah, there's some depth issues right now. Drew Sample's currently our second string, but I think we'll be fine because you know why? Drew Sample was our second string last year. Drew Sample was our second string the year before. And of course, Sample got hurt last year, but he was going to be the second string going into the season. Fine there. Okay, Samaj P. Ryan. By the way, I voted for myself on the poll. Mm, I voted for you. Thank you. Well, that's just the kind of guys we have. You're a selfless guy. I'm a selfish guy. Um, <laughs> Samaj P. Ryan. The backup running back? We just got a guy in the fourth round. Fifth round. Apologize. Not worried about it. Seriously, not worried about it. And whatever they do with Joe Mixon, if they let Joe Mixon go, they're going to get a veteran back. If they don't let him go, then he's going to get cut down on his contract. We're not doing that right here and right now. Running back's fine. Least of our worst. So tight end, maybe a slight decrease. Running back, who cares? The one position that you could actually make a claim that is going to hurt the Bengals, and that's safety. Because Jesse Bates III, a couple years ago, was the best safety in the league, according to PFF grades. Von Bell, kind of. You know what's funny? If you, if you pinpoint when the Bengals kind of started turning things around, you could do it right about the time that Von Bell hit, had that hit in the Steelers game. They are instrumental, massively important to what the Bengals have done over the past few years. But the Bengals knew last year that safety was going to be an issue in the future. 
That's why they took Dax Hill in the first round. The Bengals now know that it's going to be an issue, so they take a guy in the third round. And they got Nick Scott. It seems incredibly likely that there is going to be regression at the safety position. It's a given at this point. It's hard to do what Jesse Bates and Von Bell did at the safety position. But they're going to be fine. Seriously. They're going to be fine. So when people say, are the Bengals worse? Just don't even give them the time of day. Because they're not. They're better. And when we give the power rankings out in a couple days on Tom's show, they'll still be in that top five on almost everyone's power rankings, not only on this show, but nationwide. They're fine. All right. How's the chat doing? Did I miss anything? The chat is split. On, on 50, Casey or 50. Paul? It really should be Casey because what Casey did. So we've been doing these Miami broadcasts over the weekend. And once again... We've been grinding on these weekends. I asked for yesterday off because I wanted to go play adult baseball. I wish I wouldn't have done it in hindsight because now my arm hurts and I lost us the game. But Casey went out there to Oxford on a Sunday. He packed up all the equipment solo. Did it all right there. And that's why I'm changing my vote from Reed to Casey because Casey was he's, – he's just a gamer. You know what he is? You know what he is? Uh-oh. He's a nut cutter. He's a nut cutter. Casey should be employee of the month. Sean Dixon should be number two. Is Kirby on the list? Does Kirby? Yeah, he's sure. on the list. Okay. Sure. Yeah, Kirby's on the list. Yeah. Kirby's the remote working employee of right. the month. Yeah. Casey, why are you giving me that look? No, no reason. Am I forgetting another remote employee? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you think? Who am I forgetting? Well, I got to ask you a question, but let's just segue <laughs> off this. This is the debate part of the show. Because Paul can't, can't pick it up. This is the debate part of the show, guys. Who choked worse? The Boston Bruins or the Milwaukee Bucks? Paul, the nut cutter that you are, seem like you have a strong opinion on this. Who choked worse? Because the Bruins had record setting year. In the NHL. Yeah, I'm going to say the Bucks choked worse here because the Bruins in hockey. Hockey's just such a weird sport. Feels like puck might not bounce your way one night. Some things might just not, might not fall your way. I'm going to go with the Bucks because the Bucks absolutely should have won that series. I know they didn't have Giannis, but I think the Bucks are the answer here. Hockey's just so finicky. It's such a weird sport. You just never know. I remember when the Capitals would win the President's Cup year after year and they never did anything in the postseason. You just you'd catch a bad break. I just and the Bruins, it, that is just on paper an all-time all-time choke job in the history of sports. But I think the Bucks is the worst one for some weird reason. If I gave you a thousand dollars and said, Paul, you've got to put money on either the Bruins or the Bucks to win their first round, you'd put it on the Bucks, right? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Right. If you, Yeah, if you gave me $100 to put on one team at even money to win a series, it's the Bucks. It's not the Bruins. Absolutely, no question. I would say it's actually the Bruins because, I mean, I get what you guys are saying, but Giannis was hurt, like, for two games. Like, he was 
maybe even more than that because when he got hurt, it was during a playoff. I don't know. I I kind of give them a pass, whereas the Bruins, not so much. And they're a hockey team. Like they are a they are the like the, you could argue that they are the team of the NHL, right? Like when you think of hockey, you think of like. Well, I think of the Bruins. Stars. Uh, well, I was gonna say. I like think of the Atlanta Thrashers. Red Wings. Yeah. Who who, who does have the most Stanley Cup wins? Is it the Bruins? Oh, ah, uh, good question. Let's everyone give our guess. Everyone give our guess before we look it up. I'm gonna look it up. You guys guess. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna. We'll look give, it up. take your guess before you look it up. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm going to go with. Detroit. I was gonna say Detroit as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm. You know what? I'll just say Bruins, just because. God. No, wait. This isn't right. This isn't right. Hold on. Don't tell me it's like. Wayne no, Gretz, you know Gretz, what? Gretzky won like twelve with the the Oilers or whatever. No. Uh, no. So I almost went with this team, but I didn't know if they had a uh, a Matt. Sir Boy's right. It's Montreal, the Canadiens. The Canadians. Were we Makes close? Well, Detroit's third. Who's second? Detroit's third. Pittsburgh? Tor- Toronto. Toronto! 13. Guessed it was. But Montreal has 24. Toronto has 13. How close? Bruins are right there. Bruins have six. Okay. I mean. Okay. Yeah. But Montreal. I, I was going to say a Canadian team, and I, I didn't think it was Toronto. But then the more I kept thinking about those Detroit teams. No, it's the Canadians. Canadians, Canadians. with 23? Is that what I'm seeing? 24 is what I saw. Oh. Unless I'm missing one. I don't know. You can it's tell how much we watch hockey. A lot, a lot of hockey. A lot of we're, – we're big puck guys. Dallas Stars with only one. That's Aww. just pain. Just pain. They advanced, though. They advanced. <coughs> Mike Madonna. Madonna. What, uh, what's your answer here, Reed? Bucks or Bruins? I said, I'd say the Bucks for sure. Because, okay. like, like you – the point that you so eloquently illustrated was that – and if the NHL is finicky at times. Like, you remember the Lightning, who were the best team in the league for the entire season a few years ago, lost to the Capital, or lost to the, the Blue Jackets very early on in the NHL. Now, again, the Lightning went on to, win, what, win three in a row or win two of three? But that's just how it is. And in, in the NBA, you hardly ever see major upsets. So if you gave me $1,000 and I had to put money on one or the other to, to win the series, I would have put it on the Bucks. So therefore... I'd say the Pucks is the the Bucks is the worst choke job. All right, all right. We kind of talked about it with Tom. Just, yeah, let's just roll roll through real quick in case anybody's listening to a podcast. Are the Reds going to win more games than you see football, you see basketball, Xavier basketball, and the Bengals combined? I say yes. I say the Reds will. We capped. I think it's fair to cap. Um, Xavier and UC basketball winning right around 45 games. Let's call it 45. 45, just so it's a nice even number. Now that is taking that the the Bearcats will win 20 games in the Big 12 and that Xavier will have right around 25 wins again, which they had, what, 27 this year? Well, they got over 30 in the postseason. Okay. Which those count. Postseason yeah. games are going to count. So we'll say 45. So I think that's fair. And then UC football. No, 20, 27 this year. My bad. 27 yeah. and 10. I was thinking 27 before 
before the season ended. That's 27, 27 and 10 was Xavier's final record. So, yeah, we'll say 45. 45. Wins. 45. Bengals, 11 wins, like Tom said. Somewhere in the 10 to 12 range seems, seems pretty likely. So that puts us at 55 to 57. And then UC football is right there at six, seven wins. If they were going to be a 10-win 10, 10 team again, then that makes it a little more difficult. So you'd say the Reds would, would have more wins. Now, how many wins does will FC get this year? They already, how many game- have, they already have six. And they play until like October, right? Yeah. yeah. I, would, I would say they could, they could potentially get another 10 wins. Yeah, I was going to say somewhere in the 15 to 18 yeah. range. Yeah, somewhere around there. I mean, it just depends because last year they had, what, like 12 draws? Yeah. So if we incorporate all of them, it'd be right around 75 wins, which I don't think the Reds are going to get there. Now, basically, what, we're gonna, what we've handicapped is are they going to go over their win total? Right. So at this point in time, you think they'll go over? I do. Too. Yeah, I do. I agree. I agree. They're playing well. Won five of six. All right. What's their schedule like at the back half of their season? Is it tough? The Reds? The yeah. toughest schedule in the league, I think. That's, yeah. Typically, when you get to the back half of the schedule, well, every team plays every team now. So right. it's, all, it's all relative. It just depends on how good your, your division is. And at this point in time, with the Cardinals not being very good, the NL Central isn't very good, even though they got the best team in the National League, which is the Pirates, which you got to think at some point that's going to taper off. Maybe they just have Mojo that rides for six months and the Pirates win 100 games. I don't know. It's crazy what they're doing. But, yeah, I mean, it's a middle-of-the-pack schedule. It really doesn't – the MLB scheduling, unless you're in an incredibly tough division like the AL East always seems to be a gauntlet, and the NL East should be really tough this year. But for the NL Central, it's just middle of the pack. So it it don't matter. All right. We all lunch? Or are we gambling? Well, we got we to gotta put a bet out because this is sponsored by Betfred Sportsbook. Now I'm going to ask you guys a question. I'm looking square in the face that I think the Warriors will beat the Lakers in the series. Okay. If you take the Warriors to win the series, it is minus 150. All right? Okay. But if I take them to win the series and it not go seven games, I'm looking at plus 140. Well, I'd take that. Because that they'd have to win minus – the series spread is minus one and a half, so they'd have to go at least four and two. Yeah, take that. So, yeah, that's for plus money. But, man, wouldn't that just suck if they go to a game seven? Give me the Sixers out of the East at plus 525. The Sixers out of the East is 525. Yeah, the Celtics are minus 230 to win the East. The six the the Celtics are minus 460 to win the series against the 76ers. I know, it's crazy. Is it just because Joel is is he questionable or something or what what's going on there? I mean, I know I picked the Celtics to win the I'm just going based on the odds. It seems like decent value. I know I picked the in the last segment I picked the Celtics to win the series. The but. 76ers to win this series alone is plus 360. Hmm. But it is fair to say that if they win this series, they'd be pretty heavily yeah. favored in the, in the second. And beats hurt. So. All right. Maybe I think not. I'm going to take, take Warriors. Take Warriors in the series spread. Plus 140. Minus one and a half. 
Oh, yeah. So I'll take the Warriors. All right. All right. Wheel of Lunch, what we got? Sonic? Sonic, throw it up there. Let me get this thing ready. What is Strider's over-under on Ks today, Jordan, while we're getting this up there? And who is he playing? They play the Mets in a doubleheader. Do they still have the seven-inning doubleheader rules? That is something I genuinely do not know. No, it's nine innings now. Oh, no, Casey. What is this? It will, just takes a second. There we go. Will they ever put a run rule in baseball? I don't think so. Maybe. What? Everett Henry. I revised my Burger King statement. Burger King's good. Burger King's good. Dude, go to Burger King. Get their $6 deal. It's good stuff. Yeah, it's good value. Double Whopper Jr., chicken fries, and a fry. He's right. Long John Silver's is the worst fast food. No I way. I love Long John's. Oh. You get you get all the you get all the residual little pieces of crispy uh, breading. You don't like long, you don't like fish though. I'm not a fish guy, so well, I'm, I'm a little biased. You know what? You, you, you want to hear something crazy? I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you something crazy. So here in Hamilton, we have the KFC Long John Silver yeah. combination. When I go there, and I don't want fish, I don't get KFC chicken. I get Long John Silver's chicken. Try it out. Wow. All right. What's the sub place? Though? Firehouse? No, not Firehouse. We haven't been to Firehouse in forever. I'll put it up there. All right. Spin that wheel. Oh, Gabriel's got to get out of there. And Hannah. And Hannah. All right. Are we uh, this, good with this? Yeah, this is probably good. Come on, Sonic. Oh. oh sorry, Paul. R.I.P. It's all right. We went there last week. Yeah. Sonic. Oh, no. See ya. Sonic. What a shame. Mouse Cop, we are never going to Sonic. Until this wheel will I guarantee land on Sonic if, if you stop trying to get me fired. Taco Bell. Mm. See ya. Wow. Wendy's. See Paul ya. Happy. Paul does not like Wendy's. We're either going I don't back like to the beach. Wendy's. You're either I'm going back to the BK. What's wrong with Hamilton? What's wrong with Hamilton? Paul? What's wrong with Hamilton, Paul? Nothing. Firehouse. I roll with Firehouse. Hmm. Hmm. Big league, Paul. This Wendy's. Big league in Hamilton. Come on, we all admitted it was not a good. It was not a good experience the last time we were all there. Well, we got to go to the one that's on the west side. side. On the west side. That's true. All right. Hmm. Big League Paul. <sighs> Big League in Hamilton. Big League in. Hmm. Something about that Xavier pullover just. That's right. Makes his head big. All right, guys. Thank you for watching Box Lunch. We'll be back on Wednesday. Friday is going to be the chat power rankings. We'll try to have something fun for, for Wednesday. Have a fun time, guys. Thank you, as always, Paul and, and Casey, for, for helping this show out, producing, and dealing with the, the extra 40 minutes. So this has been Box Lunch, presented by Betfred Sportsbook. We'll see you on Wednesday.